Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Can you hear me good now? Yes. Loud and clear. All right. Let's see. I get a few things straightened out here. I had to reset everything up, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, welcome. Welcome back, everybody, to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Thank you for listening, and thank you for sticking with us. We took a week off, and uh, this episode will kind of explain a little bit why. So, Marshall, how the heck are you? Feels like it's been forever since we last did a podcast. Man, I'm doing great. It does. I feel like it's been, it feels like it's been uh, a couple months. Like it feels like it's just been a minute, but uh, it's only (laughs) been a short while and I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. I'm glad to be back on here just doing what we do best. Heck yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. How are things going up north? I got I got Oh, it, it's going. Busy as busy as can be and um well, we just got off the road too. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. you've been back for a little while. We've been uh we've been all traveling. This is why we had to skip a week because we only recorded a cu- pre-recorded a couple episodes. And so now we're, we're yeah. back at it again. Um I'd like to say refreshed. And I kind of am refreshed, but man, was it exhausting. <laughs> it was good, though. <laughs> it was a really awesome trip, but driving is, uh, driving is, will wear you down. That's for sure. Oh, Will, especially as far as you guys drove. I mean, you guys, y'all, y'all drove quite the distance, um, a lot further than we did to get, uh, to get to Arkansas. Uh, we drove about six hours. You guys drove like what twenty something hours? Yeah, a bunch. Uh, <laughs> well, what is it down there to you? Because we did, we came awfully close to your house, didn't we? <laughs> you did. You came real close, and when I heard you guys were so close, I wanted to hop in the truck and and head northwest a little bit and come visit you guys. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out this time. But the time is coming to where it will. Yep. No, that's all right. That's right. Hopefully. <laughs> but uh no, you know, it was a it was a really good trip. We enjoyed some really nice weather and um I I tell you what though, I, I still am which way we went through New Mexico and Still not impressed with that with New Mexico. Sorry if you any of you listening are from New Mexico. Um, but it's, I don't know, not, not one of my favorite States <laughs> <laughs> drive through. No, you know, I've been, <clears throat> no, I, you know, I've been there a couple different times and, uh, we stayed up in, uh, Cloudcroft, New Mexico and went down to Alamogordo, went to the white sands. And, uh, I mean, it was pretty in that area. It's kind of hilly mountainy, 
um, whatnot. It's it, it's pretty there, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not uh, not 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 a big fan myself. But um, well, good. But there is one really cool thing that you probably don't know about Marshall, and that's the musical Highway. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. Yeah, so there is in Albuquerque. There is a little pull off that that um, parallels the the interstate there, and it does when you drive over it at like forty five miles per hour. Yeah, it plays America the Beautiful. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. But it, no it was really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm gonna have to go there just for yeah. That. Oh. You better get over there soon because, okay, so we looked it up and National Geographic funded that project, funded that to be done as like a promotional deal for people to get out and uh, take vacations and drive and whatnot. But um, so over the years, because come to find out this musical highway is not not that old, but um, over the years, those little rumble strips have worn down so it only plays like 25 seconds of the song but it's still uh, driving over them you can hear it plain as day it is awesome <laughs> that's pretty cool well if we ever get a chance to go out that way we will we will definitely go over there and uh drive on the the road bumps and listen to the beautiful song so <laughs> so we were both on vacation my vacation was fun. So I wanted to touch on that a little bit. We went to Hot Springs, Arkansas. And man, it was a good time. It was nice to get away. It, it, it's kind of like you said, like, you know, you always need a vacation from your vacation. Because when you're on vacation, usually you're just go, 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 yep. go. Because you have so much you want to do, so much you want to see. So yep. you're just constantly busy. You're not really sleeping in. Uh, and you have kids, so it's even less so you know of a vacation um i mean we had a great time you know we got to we went to a bunch of shops we went to so many restaurants and every single restaurant that we went to in hot springs was delicious we didn't go to one restaurant that tasted gross we we loved everything we ate the people were fantastic i thought people in texas were nice oh my gosh everybody in arkansas that we Mm -hmm. we talked to it in hot springs was super nice like you don't meet a stranger in hot springs arkansas everybody's just super kind and uh super friendly helpful and something else that kelsey and i realized is that a lot of people that um live in hot springs uh, a lot of them are from texas uh, especially in the hot springs village area a lot of retirees in that area have moved from texas up to arkansas uh to get away from uh, the heat, I guess. I don't mm. know. And plus, it's just it's just beautiful up there. Um, so we did we did some hiking. Uh, we went to the Marvin yeah. Gardens, and you know saw that and saw that ch- uh, chapel that's in there, and um, went to a wax museum. And the, the, the thing that that I liked probably the most were the natural springs that were all over the town. There was probably three of them. Uh, we went to a cold spring and a hot spring, and we brought home a couple bottles, like jugs, not bottles, ju- glass jugs that we bought there, and brought that home. And we drank it only at dinner time. We, we're out of Heck it now. Yeah. We're so sad because we don't have it anymore. <laughs> but the water was <laughs> oh, so no. good. And I'm like, how cool would it be to live here? And instead of paying money for all these bottles of water, 
you just go down the road and fill up your jugs and take it home and you get free. I mean, free, free, delicious natural water from way down below. I mean, it, it was awesome. We, we, we fell in love with it. Yeah. Here's the thing. That water is probably better for you than even just bottled water. Oh yeah. Well, we found out while we were there, we went to one of the bathhouses, which is actually, it's like a museum and I think the state runs it. And uh, there's a lady in there. She was telling us about how the, the hotter springs of the springs are, they have like a higher pH pH level. So it, which is, you know, having that, that, uh-huh. that pH in your water is actually really good for you. Cause your body needs that, you know? Um, so that I found that to be pretty interesting um, that it has a lot more minerals and pH balance and all that good stuff that your body needs in that water. Yeah. No. And, and that's the thing, like you can find that water, you can find water like that elsewhere, you know, because you know, different springs that uh, spring up out of the ground as far as like around here in Idaho, we have, um, there are pipes that just kind of come out of the side of the rock. You can go fill up your bottle and different, different sources have different mineral contents. And it's just, uh, uh, it's so, it's so much better for you. Cause there's something funky with the water here. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> man, it just, it, it doesn't quench your thirst like regular water does, you know, like water should. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know, I know you guys are in a small town. But a lot of the larger cities, you know, they, they treat their water that goes all throughout the towns and they put tons of chlorine and all sorts of chemicals in that water to kill bacteria and whatever else. So you're not getting pure water. You're getting heavily treated water um, and it's not good for you. Like yeah. even the water in our town here where we live in a small town, the water is horrible and we have spent thousands of dollars to try to make it better, but it is nothing compared to the water we have there mm-hmm. in Hot Springs. Yeah. Now, did you get a chance to uh, go visit any of the, like the, did you go to a, you had a spa day or anything like that? Did you actually get to go sit in some of the hot springs? No, we didn't get a chance to go sit in the hot springs, but we wanted to go to one of the bathhouses and experience a full spa experience and sit in one of the baths and everything. But man, you talk about expensive. I'm talking, they want some money for that experience. Uh, you, you, you get a no, lot kid. in the, in the, <laughs> Uh, I'm talking like for, for both of us to go, it probably would have been about four to $500 for each of us to get a full spa experience. What? And there's different, yeah. And there's different, ex- oh there's different packages gosh. and stuff. Yeah. So it's super expensive, but there was a natural hot spring in downtown. Um, that was coming out of the ground and going down the side of the hill into like this, I guess they made like a pool kind of a deal. And it's super hot and it's steaming and you can touch it. And it's super, I mean, it's so hot. You can't keep your mm-hmm. hand in it. It's like extremely hot bath water. Um, so we, you know, we got to touch yeah. that and experience that a little bit, but um, no, we, and we were, that's something we were really wanting to do too, was go to one of those bath houses and experience the hot springs. But man, they just want too much money. I'm like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, um, we ended up taking the kids fishing and at at some point, and I think Hunter, okay. So get this, uh, uh, back during Christmas, we had gotten Hunter, which is our youngest, uh, boy, uh, a, was it, who did we get that fishing pole for? Either way it, we got this little fishing pole. It is only like probably, I don't know, maybe 
two foot fully extended. The line goes straight through the center of the pole. It's just a little kid's fishing pole. And I'll be danged if that little dude didn't outfish all of us and catch, like, as far as big fish goes, the kid caught a, a huge bass and a, uh, and a, like a three pound catfish on that little pole. No kid. With just a worm. Yeah. That's awesome. Was that his first time fishing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he loved it. Absolutely loved it. All I, the kids did. I mean, if I hooked a if, if I hooked a fish like that, that's my first one. I think I'd become a professional fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd be following in his dad's footsteps to with that ambition. You know it. There I've you go. always Nothing wanted to be a professional that. fisherman. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. it. <laughs> no, so we we ended up going to an alligator farm. Uh, while we were on our trip, it was really cool. It was an alligator farm, pet and zoo kind of a deal. And uh, the kids got to hold alligators and feed them and everything. And then, of course, Hunter's favorite uh, animal is a lemur. And they had lemurs there. So it was it was really neat. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Good times. Good but times. Other than that, we just kind of hung out. Just kind of hung out. Had Had a good time. It was relaxing. It was definitely well needed, especially to get out of this cold weather, which now the weather has turned a little bit and it's starting to get warmer uh, here in Idaho. Um, But it was nice. It was really nice to get into some heat and sun when you haven't seen the sun forever. (laughs) No, I can imagine you feel like you're stuck in a cave. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so much so that the slightest bit of sun can will sunburn the kids. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I know it. Oh, oh got to get them kids Dang. outside. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, when it snows so, all I, the time, you don't want to get. Uh, I know. How's the weather up there? Get now? out. It's nice. It's nice. It was, uh, it got up to 70, 71, 72 today. So it was nice and sunny. That's good. We've had a lot of rain. Yeah. So that's good. You guys needed it. Yeah. We need a lot more, but yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Oh, so get this. Well, while we were gone, Marshall, uh, Mm -hmm. we had some friends of ours taking care of the house and the animals and stuff. And can you get this? So kids these days, and this is another reason why we hate living in town, but uh, these kids came over. They, there, there's some kids that live nearby that thought it was a good idea to just go ahead and make themselves at home and were obviously playing in our backyard while we were gone. And then started inviting no friends over to come play with them in our backyard. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize I had to lock the lock the place up like Fort Knox to to go out, you know. But yeah, these these guys think you know, they can just go <clears throat> make themselves at home and jump on the trampoline and. Wow, that's crazy! You know, I, I keep the gate to our backyard. I keep a lock on there um, all the time. 
Um, unless I'm outside doing yard work or going in mm-hmm. and out, I keep it locked. Um, we have two, we have a two garage door garage, two separate doors. And, uh, we go in and out of one. The other one actually has a lock on the inside on the, on the track. I've got mm-hmm. a, like an actual lock on there so people can't open it. Um, and, and that, that stays like that. And we, we pretty much keep our whole house locked I up and dead bolted. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe that. Well, you know, the this room that I sit in was locked up with a with a lock. And, of course, the shop was locked up with a lock. And we had picked up everything in the backyard and kind of put it away. And, you know, of course, anybody, you know, anybody wanting to get into the if they were to steal anything out of the backyard, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Cause it's a lot of like bikes that the kids, we probably need to get rid of because the kids need new bikes. So if you wanted to take that, then you obviously needed a bike more than we did. And, uh, so anyway, <laughs> it wasn't like, um, they could really get into a lot of trouble, but it's still the, the, the idea. So it's like, I don't, didn't really need to lock up the backyard. So everything else was locked up tight, but, um, yeah, and, you know, it just it it baffles us that they think they could just come on and play in the backyard while we're not here. Huh. Yeah, that would uh, rub me the wrong way. <laughs> so then, then that goes to that goes to question. It's like, okay, how do you how do you handle this way? How do you handle this in in a Christian? manner without just like completely blowing up on the parents because it's it's obviously a lack of parenting that this is it's you you, kids are kids they're going to get themselves into trouble from time to time but you know it's it's mainly the parents fault for not saying hey you know if you're going to go over to somebody's house make sure they're there if they're not there come straight home but from what we understand the the parents of these individuals are not they're not the model citizens to begin with. So it's mm. like, Hmm, how do we mm. handle that situation? Yeah, that can be a bit of a challenge, you know, to handle stuff like that. Um, and you just, you just do the best you can. You pray about it and, uh, and hope they are receiving towards it. Cause some people, no matter how you approach it, they're not going to be receiving towards things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Let's get into tonight's topic. Um, we have got to finish up chapter 12. Oh, yes. Put your lipstick yep. on. Yeah. Hey, man, my hot chips, my mouth chips, my lap. I can't talk tonight. <laughs> my lips get chapped. <laughs> they dry right now. <laughs> Woo, man. <laughs> So, okay, so in the last episode, we left off with, um, you know, God is, to kind of recap a little bit here, um, I I was kind of this morning reading through, uh, trying to remember actually where we left off, because while we've been traveling (laughs) and stuff, I've just been doing little devotionals here and there on my Bible app, but... um, Mm -hmm. You know, starting in starting in verse thirty two to recap, it it be, Jesus basically wraps us up here, um, kind of leading into what we're going to cover in the rest of chapter twelve. Uh, don't be afraid and anxious, because he he's just gone over the fact that uh, that we are to put our faith and trust in 
in God and that we're supposed to rely on him. He he takes care of he takes care of the the wildlife and the um everything outdoors and you see how they don't have to um they don't have to stress. They don't worry about where their next meal is coming from and how mm-hmm. much more valuable in God's eyes are we than than the rest of his creation. So if he yeah. takes care of them. He's going to take care of us that much more. So don't be anxious uh, or afraid. And then it goes yeah. on to provide. He, he goes on to loving that, loving your neighbor, and um, and then if you do follow, if you follow the, what you're supposed to do as as a Christian, as this under this new covenant is to love God and love your neighbor, then your your mindset changes and you're you start seeking um, your treasure becomes to, to just be in the presence of God. And that's where, that's where we're kind of leaving off is that you should strive to be uh, your main goal in life is to be with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. The, the lag time is killing me tonight. (laughs) That's bad today. Okay, so I told you, do you have anything, Marshall, to add before we uh, get into verse 35? No, guys, just uh, pretty much what Aaron was saying, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, I mean, if God's going to take care of all these animals and stuff around us, what makes you think he won't take care of you and I? So God's got your back. He's he's not going to. He's not going to not take care of you, but uh, that's all I got. And I'm ready to get into 35. Okay. So he's going to take care of us. We should show hospitality, show our love to one another and to uh, be good stewards of the life that uh, God has given us here on this earth. And what is he? He, he goes into verse 35 telling us to, be dressed and ready for active service. Be ready for what God is going to give you. Be ready to do his will in your life, no matter what that may look like. Because why? Because Jesus just talked about it in the verses leading up to this, that he's going to take care of you. So why not have that full faith and trust in God that you should, if he tells you to walk, I heard it put really well uh, today, um, just in another conversation I was hearing, if God is tells you to walk at a wall, you walk and you just have faith that he is going to open up a hole in that wall to go to keep moving forward. But he may not give mm-hmm. you that full um, he, he may not let you in on the on all the details all at once. So um so this has much as much to do with about faith as anything. Well, it does. And this, what we're going into here from 35 and, and kind of going forward, that a lot of this here is, is talking about how Jesus is warning about the preparing of his coming. Uh, and that's what a lot of this from 35 all the way down through, what is it like 47 or 48 or something like that kind of goes into here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I did kind of I guess I did kind of twist it a little bit into being ready to do God's will, but also if you're if you're living like you should 
as a believer, you should always be expecting tomorrow or right now, at any time, Jesus could come back. And what are you going to be caught doing when Jesus comes back? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I was reading this today, um, I was reading this before we got on today, this eve, this late afternoon. And, um, you know, it really got me to thinking about <laughs> just about my personal life and, and, uh, my, my, my personal walk with God, because, you know, th- this is important, you know, I mean, if you're not prepared for the, for the coming of Jesus, uh, if your mind's not right, your mind and your heart's not set on God, what is it set on? What are you, what are you thinking about? What are you doing with your life? What are you focused on? Um, if you're not getting your heart, mind, and soul ready for the coming of Jesus, uh, you're going to get caught with your hand in the cookie jar and it's not going to be good. Yeah. I mean, because we're going to go into, um, as we progress through the rest of this chapter, we're getting into some stuff that it, what, what Jesus is going to talk about what happens when you are not ready, when you, um, as opposed to what happens when you are ready and what does being Mm -hmm. ready look like? Being ready looks like, you know, taking blessed are those. It goes back to those beatitudes. Live those beatitudes in your life. You know, oh man, what am I trying to say here? The uh, give to the poor, help the needy, help those who can't do anything. Show, show that that goodness. Let's get that goodness back in to our world today. And I think that we're seeing that today. A little bit that people um, people are starting to strive for more uh, spiritual answers. There, there's there's a little bit more of a hunger. Can you see that coming? Even in the uh, in the evil world that we live in today. Yeah, you know, and I think maybe as Christians we might see that stuff a little bit more because we're more focused on that kind of stuff. And we're looking for it. Um, maybe somebody who's not a Christian may not recognize that as much mm-hmm. because they're really not paying attention and probably don't care. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you're starting to see a lot more hunger for, for God um, in these so-called end times. Uh, of course, we never know the time of the day when God's coming back. However, uh, I, I think that that time is really, really drawing near. Uh, but you're seeing it in movies. You're seeing a lot more Christian films. You're seeing a lot more outpouring. And I mean, what was, you know, the past couple months, there was all these um, uh, like church services and stuff going on all over the nation and colleges and church, you know, at campuses and uh, in different countries. Yeah. It's just, I mean, like a, an outbreak of, of of people crying out to God and just trying to change their life. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. and and I, And I hope that that, continues that fire continues to just burn through and people keep pursuing god yep so what is he what does jesus tell us he tells us to be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast so that when he comes and knocks they may immediately open the door for him hold on Okay. Uh, <laughs> cracks me up. Oh my goodness. All right, so Jesus is coming and you know, don't be don't be caught off guard by that. We should mm-hmm. in 
uh, you know, a bad analogy, and I'm going to call it a bad analogy, but is, you know, keep looking up. You know, as a believer, you should be consistently um, expecting Jesus to return at any time. Yeah. So, and and be willing to open that door, be willing to open that door to him, be willing to welcome we shouldn't Jesus coming back and the end times and all of this shouldn't be something that we as believers are scared of. It should be something that we strive to see in our lifetime. Absolutely. And that, and that's what keeps us, that's what keeps us on the right track. And that's what being ready does because yeah. here we are, we're, we're constantly searching God's word for as a roadmap for our life and uh, just kind of edifying, you know, edifying ourselves um, on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, all of this that we're reading through here, the majority of it, uh, except a few lines here and there, is all in red lettering. What's like what Aaron and I have told a million times on our podcast, the red lettering is Jesus speaking. And, you know, jumping down a little bit to, to the uh, verse 40, um, it says, you also must be ready mm-hmm. because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Um, I mean, right there, you know, Christ's return. So there's a little deal here at the below. It says Christ at the below of my Bible. It says Christ's return at an unexpected time is not a trap, a trick uh, or, or a trick by which God hopes to catch us off guard. In fact, God is delaying his return. So more people will have the opportunity to follow him. You can see that talked about in Second Peter three nine. Uh, before Christ's return, we have time to live out our beliefs and to reflect Jesus's love as we relate to others. So, God is giving us time to reflect on Him, to give our lives to Him, to serve Him, to do all these things, get our lives right. Um, and He's giving us a lot of yeah. time, and that's why this time that we have is so so precious on Earth. Um, that's why it matters. Um, that mm-hmm. like he said that we, why it's so important to, to be ready. Yep. I, I totally agree because it, you know, and backing up, um, cause it does play into it. Like, cause we can skip around like this. This is a beautiful thing about what we're doing here. Marshall is that you read that. And then going back to verse 37 is blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake and watching when he arrives. Good to you guys who are keeping yourself fed by God's word and pursuing Jesus, pursuing that personal relationship with Jesus. And uh, if you're not doing that, how, how can you, you can't be, we've talked about this before, Marshall, you can't be a friend with somebody and never talk to them and never want to get to know more about them and know what they're, you know, what they were like and what they are doing. And so, why the same goes for a personal relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. I assure you I and mean, most personal... solemnly say to you, he will prepare. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> this, this lag that we're dealing with here uh, is, is killer. So please forgive us and the technical difficulties that we are dealing with right now. But um, Aaron's right. You know, there we, you know, it, it's amazing how we put so much effort into our earthly relationships, you know, our marriages, our friends, our family, strangers, coworkers, and rightfully so, we should. You're you're supposed to. It's what we're called to do, you know, to cherish those relationships and the love and all that kind of stuff. But 
why is it so hard? And I, I'm telling you right now, I'm 100% speaking to myself because I get lazy when it comes to the word of God. I'll admit that I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. Why is it so stinking hard for us to spend quality time with God, but yet we're willing to go to the movies and go on dates and plan plan family time and plan family dates and gatherings and you know watch games and all that stuff with family and friends like we we go out of our way and spend a lot of money and time planning all this stuff with family and friends and all this kind of stuff and and it's extravagant and whatnot but yet we grumble and complain and whine and get so lazy and again I'm talking to myself when it comes to spending time with God. And that's the absolute most important relationship that you should be focused on. Yet it's the most difficult one to be focused on sometimes. Yeah. It, it's just mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's, here's a thought. Hey, you know, you want to take a vacation. Why not take a vacation for the Lord and um, use up just a little bit of your vacation time, even just to go on a, a mission trip and actually serve. It, you, it, how much more fulfilling would that be? And even you can do this as families. We've looked into it, and I'm speaking just to myself too, uh, because I can. We can be a little. Um, and here I am again. I can't think of the word, but greedy as far as wanting to do this vacation for ourselves and not wanting to do that. But. Um, how much more edifying would you, how much more blessed would you be to actually go on vacation with the mindset to serve and to try and further God's kingdom? Absolutely. And there's a lot of things, <clears throat> and not even just serving wise on vacation, but there's things you can do to learn. I mean, there's that arc, that big arc that you can go visit. I mean, there's tons of shows and live productions that you can go to and learn about the Lord. And the, and, and the life of Jesus. I mean, I used to work yeah. at a place in Peaster, Texas, where that was, that's what that place is all about. Um, so there's there's plenty of cool places that you can re, uh, revolve your vacations around um, and, and learn about God and make it very beneficial. And not, not that your whole vacation has to be like that, but, you know, why not add it in to your vacation or anything you're doing? Yep. Okay. But anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we can move on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up then. Uh, so at the end of that little section there, um, Peter says he's like, "Lord, are you are you talking? Are, are you giving us? Are you addressing this parable to us or to everyone else as well?" And it was like, it, we know now that it was to that's to everybody. It's it was it's for everybody. So Jesus goes into another parable about in verse 42 there. The Lord said, then who who then is the faithful and wise steward whom his master will put in charge over his household to give his servants their portion of food at the proper time? Let's see here. And then looking looking this up, you know, all all who are servants of Jesus, not just he he answers indirectly Peter's question by by saying this is for all people this is all servants of Jesus must be ready for his return and then those who are ministers among his servants must be all the more ready mm-hmm. it's a, sometimes you sometimes you wish that he would have been uh, and I'm sure his disciples were you know the disciples were the same way that you kind of wish that he would have been a little bit more clear. 
you know, because he says a lot of things. There's a lot of things wrapped up into Jesus's statements. There is. There is. Jesus and uh, his parables, he likes to add a bunch of stuff in there. And sometimes it, it, it can be confusing if you're not really paying attention to what he's saying. Sometimes it's cut and dry and very obvious. Right. But then he, you know, he goes on in verse 43 there, blessed uh, is the servant whom the master finds so doing when he arrives. We've already covered that in uh, earlier in this episode when it's be doing what you're supposed to be doing when Jesus returns. Yeah, better watch out. He's like, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, yeah, that uh, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is taking his time in coming and begins to beat the servants, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk. So if you if you lose sight of Jesus's return and turn back to worldly things, turn back to the, getting drunk and, and not being of sober mind and um, indulging in what the world has to offer, thinking that you have time, well, then you're you're mistaken because there you're going to be caught off guard. Yeah. You know, <laughs> talking about this, I just had a an ADD moment. <laughs> and I thought, you know, the song, the Christmas song, Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, I think we should rewrite that song yeah. <laughs> and make it to say, Jesus is coming back. So you better watch out because he's checking his list. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hey, I, I think we have something there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think, I think we could rewrite the whole song because everything is, everything about that could be, you could put Jesus, insert Jesus in there and, and, and everything. And it's, and it's all true. Oh yeah. It's a hundred percent true. <laughs> and so here he is again, re, kind of reiterating himself there in verse 46, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect. He's trying to drive home the fact that you guys will not know. So live, live as if Jesus is coming tonight. Live as if Jesus is coming tomorrow. Yeah. You know, the people always say live like there's no tomorrow. Well, live for Jesus today like there's no tomorrow because he even says it. we're not promised tomorrow, right? So why not live today like there's no tomorrow? No. Because he literally says that. <laughs> exactly. Because here's, here's and now he goes into, like I was saying earlier, he goes into, here's what's going to happen. I, and we'll cut him into pieces, finishing out verse 46, and we'll cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will yet did not get ready. So he's talking about you, and we've talked about this before, Marshall, that we, we're we in an age now that um, we have been given opportunity after opportunity to come to Jesus. And so you know what Jesus's will is in your life, no matter whether you're a believer, unbeliever. So you've heard it, especially in especially in America. And uh, and I can't say that for everybody because there are those that haven't heard it. But um, there's a lot of us that have. And if you're if you're still riding that fence and the and the master comes back um and the servant who knew his master's will, but did not get ready or act in accord with his in accord with his will, will be beaten with many lashes of the whip. You will be judged. Mm-hmm. 
and you will be yep. and and there is an eternal punishment for those who decide not to come to Jesus, not to put Jesus first in your life, not to put him above everything, even your marriages. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a challenge to do that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'd rather be on the right side of that than the wrong side of that. I, I really good. I, I, I really would. I'd, yeah. Not not knowing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Yeah, let's just be honest. When you die, you're going to one of two places, heaven or hell, right? So uh, why not? Yep. Why not, why not go to heaven? Yeah, and it's like, you know, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, but why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to strive to know Jesus and to um and to be you know act according to what he is telling us in his word that because what you have you have eternal life to look forward to you you're you're going to be in the presence of God and what does he tell us to do in our lives here he tells us to be servants to uh um not be quick to anger. And if you think that if you were to, if people, everybody were to practice what Jesus tells us to do, that this whole, this world would be a whole better, a whole a better place. Yeah. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you want to be good to be better? Why wouldn't you want to strive to be a better you? I mean, that's honestly, that, that's what Christianity is about. I mean, it's about serving Jesus Christ, right? It's about being a servant to God. But in worshiping him and giving him all the glory. But by doing that, you're becoming a better you. You're, you, are, you are good. You're doing good. So why wouldn't you want to strive to be good? Why do you want to strive to be bad and everything against good? I just, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but yeah, I, I want to try to be better. Well, here's, here's one thing. People, all these people nowadays that uh, you hear of that suffer from uh, like overwhelming stress, overwhelming the anxieties, and they have to go to the doctor and get anxiety medication. You know what? You, you want to know what the prescription for anxiety and fear and uh, stress is? Is Jesus. That's it. You don't need chemical medication. If you are in Jesus, there is an overwhelming peace with that that he gives you he mm-hmm. is the answer to all of that to the stress to the fear to the anxiety and uh he's the answer he, he there's just i don't know how else to put it but you see that a lot that here oh depression depression you want to stop being depressed get with jesus because let me tell you he he provides he, the answer to that is the joy that he brings into your life and um and the peace to fight that uh, depression and anxiety. Yeah. And you know, I, I understand firsthand um, what anxiety and depression can do to a person. It, it's all very, very real stuff. And, and, and I 100% get that. And I know that because I know people who are very, very close to me who deal with this stuff on a, on a daily basis and it's very debilitating and it's very real. Now, can medication help you? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm not, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with medication. But what I am saying is, if you stop and think about two thousand plus years ago when Jesus was on Earth in flesh, and back then they didn't have all these medications, all this stuff that we have nowadays, and it just makes you stop and wonder how did they handle and deal with that kind of stuff? Because 
it was it was around back then too, or else Jesus wouldn't talk about it in the Bible, right? And you know, all his disciples wouldn't have written about it. So the anxiety, the depression, the anger, the frustration, yep. the sadness, everything, it was all around back then. So how did they handle that? What did they do to to deal with that, to cope with that? I, you know, if you were a Christian, I'm thinking they probably relied and leaned on Jesus Christ and his word and his living word. Um, I don't know. I mean, I again, you know, I mean, I don't want people to think that Aaron and I are uh, saying that, you know, depression and anxiety is a, is, is just a scam uh, and not real. But what we're saying is, is that it's, you don't, I mean, you don't have to have medication for everything. And the Jesus is, he, he is the answer for everything in our lives. And he can help you get through all this stuff that you're dealing with. Uh, and may not be how you think, um, but the answers are in him. So I, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not discrediting any of that. I, I do recognize the fact that there are, that these are real ailments and it's something that we all struggle with as in this life, because, you know, we do, it's a sinful world that we live in. It's a broken world that we live in. But the point that I was trying to drive across with that, with those statements was that fact that um, Jesus is the ultimate medication. He's the ultimate answer. Are we still going to have that stuff? Mm -hmm. Certainly. But recognize that and recognize the good stuff that does come out of that, because that is, that's what Jesus does. That's what a personal Absolutely. relationship with Jesus does. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, as we get going here, going further into this, and I don't know, is there anything in, in uh, 48 or 49 or 48 that you want to talk about? I was wanting to kind of go into 49 through 53 a little bit. There's some stuff yeah. that kind of stood out to me there. Well, let me touch on, um, let me touch on 48 real quick. The one who did not know it, um, and did the things worthy of a beating will receive only a few lashes. Of course, being the fact that they didn't know what they were doing was wrong. Um, yeah. From everywhere. Uh, then, and then he goes into uh, from everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. We've heard this mm-hmm. saying in, um, I don't know about every superhero movie that has ever come out. And uh, it's funny that they're <laughs> pulling from the Bible but, uh, you know, you hear about that in the Spider-Man, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, th- those who have been given much, there is much uh, required. You've been given um, a better understanding of the Bible. Well, it, it's required of you to um, spread that gospel and to uh, further God's kingdom that way. Um, yep. And to whom they entrusted much of him, they will ask all the more. So just use what God has given you as as much. And that's what we're trying to, that's what we're trying to do here. You know, we're, we try and we make it our best effort to try and get into God's word, to get to know Jesus better. We're trying to share Jesus with all of those that are listening and, um, and just try and try and break this down together. We're, we're trying to do this as a team. And so, I don't really know where we were going, where I was going with that, but um, <laughs> use those talents that's God, that God has given you for the glory of His kingdom, and not for not for your own selfish ambitions. I guess that's we could wrap that up that way. 
Yeah, and and and, and before we move on, I, you know, I, me myself, I mean, just with Aaron and I sitting here talking about this, um, I'm I'm even convicted right now. Um, I literally was just fighting back tears um, because you know it, <clears throat> it, it it's it, it it's like I had said before. I don't spend near enough time in in the Word of God, and I am 100 percent guilty of that. And uh, and I don't utilize the talents as much as I should be or could be that God has given me. God's given me a lot of talents, and I know that, and I see that. Um, and it just it makes me stop and think while we're talking about this is like, what are you waiting on? What am I waiting on, Marshall? What 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 are you waiting for? Because uh, there's not going to be a perfect moment in time. It's just do it, like the, like the whole right. Nike. Uh, slang or whatever, you know, just do it. Literally go out there and just do it and stop waiting around for that special moment. And that's what Satan is trying to do. Satan wants to go out there. He wants to distract you. He wants to do everything he can to keep you from spreading God's word or keep you from doing God's work. And and he's going to, he's going to put all sorts of distractions in your path to keep you from doing that. And, you know, so that, that, that's, you know, God is just right now in this moment, God is just really kind of convicting me on that. And I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, Next, what we're about to go into here is is go ahead. No, go. You're you're good. Rock and roll, man. I I love it. it I, um, <laughs> if I could say this real quick, that uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it is it's convicting to all of us. And don't think that that I'm preaching or that Marshall is just we're just preaching at you. This is all about. All of us, it, it, you know, I am guilty of the same sins that you are, Marshall, and I'm, or not, maybe not exactly, but I mean, we are, what we ought to recognize yeah. is that we are all sinful. We all screw up. We all make mistakes, but, you know, Jesus is my friend and my father and my uh, mm-hmm. redeemer. He is everything to us. And that's what, that's why we can st- sit here and do this and, find joy and peace and bringing, trying to lead other people to see that. Absolutely. 100%. And that's, you know, that's probably one of the, one of the one things that of many uh, that I love about this podcast that Aaron and I do is it, you know, it's like Aaron was saying, it, you know, it, this isn't about us coming on here and trying to become famous and popular and get our names out there. Uh, we're literally, we're doing this to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and we're doing our best and not only are we trying to, you know, tell you guys about this and, you know, preach, so to speak, using air quotes, um, but we're walking through this with you guys and learning just as much as y'all are along the way as listeners. You know, we're, we're in this together as a family, as a team. You know, we're, I mean, obviously here, I mean, I'm, I'm being 100% honest on this stuff when I'm telling you that I was being convicted. It's because I want y'all to know that. Uh, you know, that in these moments we're learning and going through some of the same stuff that maybe y'all are dealing with as listeners. So uh, don't think that we, you know, Aaron and I are greater than, you know, better than uh, anything like that. You know, we're, we, we have a purpose here um, that Aaron was called to do and he drugged me along with it. And, and we're just doing our best uh, to do what God's called us to do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little side note, Marshall, if, um, and we won't spend a whole lot of time on this, but if you think about it, you know, it's, we, we were already having these conversations. So don't sell yourself short 
in the fact that you're not using we we all don't use our talents like we should uh, that God has given us. But we were already having these conversations on the phone. So why not? It's like, why are we just talking about this to each other? Why are we just, you know, I have found myself, the more we do this podcast, the more we get into God's word, the more I want to have biblical conversations, spiritual conversations with complete strangers, wherever I happen to be at. And that, and that really get it gives you goosebumps just to even think about it. Um, but we were, you know, you can you can venture to say, Marshall, that's something that we have never talked about on this podcast before. That this thing was spurred out of a out of a thing. It's like we were we were talking about we, we how how long would we sit on the phone and we kept saying we should be recording this. Well, here we are. We just decided to record it because you guys need to hear about Jesus too. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like like Aaron and I have said many times, we've been friends since high school uh, for several years and. Uh, and and I, I, as, as we've gotten older, the conversations have, has, have been, there's been so many conversations about God and about our, our personal walks with Christ, our relationships with him. And uh, there's been a lot of good and long conversations. And, and later in years, like Aaron was saying, there has been a lot of, man, why aren't we recording this? Because this is good stuff. Uh, other people need to hear the conversations yeah. that we have because it's meaningful and it's good. So um Anyway, uh, so like I said a minute ago, going on, uh, we start going into talking about how Jesus warns about the coming division. Um, and so I'm going to kind of read through a little bit of this. I know we're, we're running short on time probably here. and But so I'm going to read through this a little uh, bit. Go for and it. Then, Who cares? And then I'll pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in verse 49, it says, I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it's completed. So, right there, what what Jesus is talking about is uh, him about to be hung on the cross, about to be crucified, and um, and the the baptism to which Jesus is referring to right there is his is, is well again is his coming crucifixion. Uh, Jesus, he was dreading that physical pain mm-hmm. and 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 whatnot that he was about, and, and spiritual pain that he was about to go through there. Uh, so it goes on to say in fifty one, "Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided: father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother." mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And I wanted to kind of, kind of break that down a little bit. So 12, 51 through 53 is, is pretty much saying this. It says in these strange and unsettling words, Jesus revealed that his coming often results in conflict. He demands a response. So, so intimate groups may be uh, torn apart when some choose to follow him and others refuse to do so. Uh, Jesus allows no middle ground. So loyalties must be declared and commitments made sometimes to the point of severing other relationships. And here's a question that they ask in this. And this just really kind of hit me. The question is, Mm -hmm. are you willing to risk your family's approval in order to follow the Lord? So are, are, are you willing to follow Christ at any cost and at all cost? Like no matter what, whether your family disapproves of it, disagrees that friends, you might lose friends, you might lose family relationships. 
Uh, I mean, heck, people have even lost their jobs before. You know, so people have been killed. Yeah. Plenty of people have been killed. A lot of the disciples were killed because of it. So it's like, are you willing to make that sacrifice? Are you that's, willing to. That's what I was going to bring up too. Yeah. Like, are, 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 are you ready for that? Because it's, it can happen. Or I, I would go to say that it will happen one day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you, you touched on that as you were talking there, Marshall. I was just sitting there thinking as like everybody that was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write, uh, to write God's word. Oh, well, not, uh, not everybody, but you know, all the disciples, but John died because of this died. Yeah. And, and to, to think that, to think that they, and, and they were tortured and killed and to think mm-hmm. that it, they were tortured and killed for a lie is, is wrong. It is not, um, who in their right mind would would be tortured and killed for something that didn't happen? Yeah. So keep that in mind Absolutely. as you were, as you uh, as, as we move on because um, because that's what that's what this little verse that we're we're touching on here is is saying. It's not. It has nothing else to do but besides the fact that there's some of us that are going to. Um, because of that free choice that we have as believers, there's going to be believers, there's going to be unbelievers, and you're going to get persecuted. No, no matter what mm-hmm. that looks like, that's why that's why he said that there will be division amongst in, in even in households. You see it nowadays in um, what is some of the other cultures. A, a a Muslim becomes a Christian, they will either kill you or they will uh, shun you. You yeah. will no longer be a part of their they, family. That's what that's what yep. Jesus Christ came to do on this earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a big calling that you have to step into. It's some big shoes that you're stepping into, uh, and 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 you can't take it lightly. You know, the Christian walk can't be taken lightly. It's why Jesus says, you know, he he spits out the you know those who were um, lukewarm. You know, you've either got to be on hot on fire for Christ, or or you're cold. You know, there there is no in between. Um, so get ready. Yep. That's all I got to say is get ready. I, I think that this verse, uh, 53, like that we were touching on the divisions in the household can get misconstrued. Don't you agree, Marshall? I think it can t- get taken out oh, of easily, context yeah. quite often. Mm-hmm. Very easily. It has. And that's why, that's why I want to be clear when we're, when we're talking about this, that, that it's talking about the difference between believers and unbelievers within uh, culture, you know, within. So, yeah, that's why I want to be clear in, in, in uh, breaking this down. And of course we may not get everything right, but the context in which it's written is the fact that he, you know, you, you've got to be willing no matter what the consequences are to stand up for your faith in what you believe in, in Jesus. Yep. 100%. So, all right. So moving on, uh, verse 54, he also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the West, you immediately say it's going to rain. And, and that is how it turns out. And when you see a South wind is blowing, you say it'll be a hot day and it happens. And then he goes on, you hypocrites, you know how to analyze and intelligently interpret 
the appearance of the earth and the sky, uh, which is to forecast the weather. But why do you not intelligently interpret this present time? Mm-hmm. That's pretty strong words. Why can't you see what I am here to do is what he's basically saying. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to leave out the exclamation point when he says hypocrites. Uh, I can only think, uh, I, I don't think people, when they think of Jesus, they think of him getting angry at times. Uh, but he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were some times when he got pretty upset. So I think when he's saying hypocrites, the exclamation point is there for a reason. Like he's trying to get a point across. He's not happy right now. He's just like, are you serious? Like in my mind, this is what I hear. You hypocrites. Yeah. You know, he's he's pretty he's pretty upset right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and don't get that don't get that uh confused with what we know today as anger because uh, of course it's uh, it's a different you got to look at it as a different type of anger. It's not that he's going to fly off the handle. It's that it's no. it's that textbook righteous anger that he's he's trying to he's trying to make a point and it's it's more of more of like a frustration, I assume. I you know that's just kind of yeah. my take on it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when he was in the temple courts and he goes in flipping over tables and stuff because they're doing things they shouldn't be doing in the house of the Lord. He wasn't happy about that. You know, that was more of a physical showing of anger, though, when he did that. Like he was, you know, but again, he was also trying to get a point across there as well. He was teaching. Jesus was always teaching in everything he was doing. I I feel like. Yep. Yep. And even as we get towards the end of this chapter, he's he's going into another lesson. He's going to rebuke them, rebuke those hypocrites. And then he's going to and then he's going on and to round this out. And then we can talk about it, Marshall. He says that for a while um, you are going with your opponent at at law to appear before a magistrate on the way to make an effort to settle so that he does not drag you before the judge. And the judge does not rule against you and turn you over to the officer, and the officer does not throw you into prison. I say to you, and absolutely will not get out of here until you have paid the very last cent. Mm-hmm. That rounds out uh, chapter 12. That was the end of chapter 12, he says. And I don't know if I'm getting it wrong or or what, or what you what your take on it is, Marshall, but it's make an effort to settle those, uh, settle those disputes. Don't, um, am I on the right track there? Are you talking about from 57 on or 58 on, or just that whole 54 through 58, 57? Yes. No, 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 no. 58. 58 on to the end of the chapter. So try hard to be reconciled to him on the way, or he may drag you off to the judge and the judge turn you over to the officer and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Yeah. I mean, he's like reconcile, pay your debts, like make amends. Um, it's kind of what I, I, I take out of that. I'm going to I'm I'm going to take a few out of what I've uh, out of this enduring word here because I I really like the way they kind of put it and it says okay so breaking down why even uh, so it says here for a while um, okay so 
why do you not intelligently interpret this present time? Because it doesn't really say that here. It says, for a while, um, you are going with your opponent to appear before a magistrate on your way to make an effort to settle. Okay, so what it says here um, was that Jesus is asking the listeners to think through it for themselves. Anyone who can judge what is right can see the importance and good of getting right with God before we come before him as judge. If one waits mm. until they will stand before his throne of judgment, the time will then be too late. Okay, so uh, he's yeah, talking about. Sense. So is he's not necessarily talking about a, in a in a worldly sense. He's talking about this is, um, the this is the judgment here. Do not do not wait yeah. till judgment to ask him for forgiveness. Ask him for forgiveness now. So um, yeah. make every effort along the way to settle with him. So the illustration Jesus used. It made sense to settle before appearing before the judge. By analogy, we can say that in the light of the work of Jesus at the cross, God offers a settlement out of court before judgment with God by putting our trusting love who is in Jesus, hmm. or, or sorry, by putting our trusting love in who Jesus is and what he did for us on the cross. So that's what he's yeah. talking about here. He's trying to get them why Jesus came and... um and this is he's using this uh this law analogy for us that um this is how we settle outside of court so to say so to speak mm -hmm. is yeah. that accepting jesus is our settlement and that's how mm -hmm. we um uh, that's how we can um do what he's saying here um yep. make an uh, um, effort to settle so, or settle so that he does not drag you before the judge right I like that. No, I I I really like that explanation because it, it it again you know it's the the word of God can be kind of confusing sometimes. That's why it's so important to dig deeper and get the true understanding as to why or what 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 Jesus is saying because it can be a little confusing. So I really like that 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 uh, breakdown that you just gave us there. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like we have to look things up. We have to look at other commentaries and then. Um, yeah, we, you know, there's, I can't, we, we obviously can't get all of this right on our own. Of course, you know, I, we rely heavily upon, uh, the Holy Spirit to guide us through all of this, but, um, yeah, you know, that's a, you know, I really liked how they put that and, to, and to round it out, Marshall, um, you shall he says, you will not get out of here until you have paid. I say to you, you absolutely will not get out of here until you have paid the very last cent. Jesus reminds them and us of the great penalty uh, of the great penalty of not settling with God before the day of judgment. But, well, whatever that looks like, Jesus is coming. Uh, us setting aside this earthly tent of ours and, uh, you know, however that looks, us dying here. All of this presses upon us the urgency to get right with God now and not to live in the readiness and anticipation of the return of Jesus. Mm -hmm. you, that's, we've been talking about that this whole podcast is to, it, to be ready, and you should. You should be ready. Yeah. But don't, as it was saying in this, in this breakdown here, um, it, you get, get right with God now. Rather than waiting, because there's there there are no second when judgment comes when Jesus returns there are no second chances. I'm sorry, 
if that's what yeah. you believe. But there are, you know, if, if you believe a different way, um, from what I can tell here is he, there, you've had your chance here on earth to get right with God. There are no second chances after that. Well, that's, that's what he's saying. He's saying to make amends, get things right before you go before the judge, the judge being God. It's almost like Jesus is your lawyer. God is the judge. If you don't get yourself right and tell the truth and, 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 uh, uh, admit your sins to God and ask for his forgiveness, accept him as, as your personal Lord and savior and get your life right. That's it. You know, there, like, like, like Aaron was saying, there's no, there's no second chance there. It's, it's game over after you've been judged. It's sorry, bud. I, I warned you. I told you why, why did you, why did you not do it? You know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, but, but I really like that explanation that, that you gave there and that, in that, whatever you, wherever you read that from, it was good. And, and to go on, you know, so here, let's just say this, the punish, the, oh man, all right. The punishment of hell is eternal. Just as, uh, life is, in, uh, life in heaven is eternal, but in the torment of hell is forever. And the fires of hell are not quenched and they're, they burn forever. And the unjust have their own resurrection, presumably with, bodies suited to endure the punishment of hell. So when he mm-hmm. says you will not get out of here until you paid the very last cent, there is a payment, the, a payment for sins is required and imperfect. Uh, this imperfect humanity of ours can't make a perfect uh, payment for that. Um, re- and what is required by a perfect God, which is why Jesus came to die for our sins, why he took this full judgment upon himself was for us so that we could come mm-hmm. to the father with a full, fully paid perfect settlement before judgment. So don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. Get right with <clears throat> God now. Yeah. Yep. I 100% agree. Oh, all right. That was a lot. And that's that. This might very well be. <laughs> this might very well be a two-hour episode. <laughs> I don't know. It, it'll probably be less than that. We had a lot of distractions. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it'll be a long. But it just goes to show, you know, how long that is, and how long it took us to break that down. I mean, you got like one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs, and that six paragraphs took us quite a while to get through because there's so much meat in there. And it's more than just surface. You've got to dig below the surface to get to it. Certainly. Most certainly you do. And it's just, that's why it's taken us so long to get through Luke. <laughs> and like we said, we'll take our time. <coughs> Excuse me. Cause there's a lot to, there's a lot to learn out of this whole, yeah, there is. this whole book. So, yep. all right. Well, I suppose that finishes us out. That was a good podcast guys. Thanks for listening. Um, make sure you go on and give us a good rating review on Apple, um, iTunes, wherever that is, you know, leave us a comments. Um, uh, let's see, go on YouTube, check us out. Um, hit that notification bell, subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts at. It really helps in the ratings. Um, again, as usual, any questions, concerns, anything you want to send us, uh, 
You can email us at mail at undauntedpursuit.com. And uh, make sure to go. I, I don't have the website live yet. So undauntedpursuit.podbean.com uh, is our website as of right now. Um, the website is still under construction, of course, because we've been on vacation. So, hey, <laughs> I haven't had time to really work on it. But uh, am I leaving anything right. out, Marshall? Spotify. Yeah, get no, on just, there. Rate us on just there. Go, yeah, go on all of our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Follow us on there. Listen to what we have to say. You know, follow along, like, subscribe. Um, but please be interactive with us on there. We will, we would like to hear from you guys. Uh, we'd like to talk to y'all. We'd like to have a conversation with you guys. Uh, so please get on there, interact with us, share. You know, if you see something that we post or say or do an episode that you really like that stands out to you, please share it. Tell a friend, tell a family. When I was in Hot Springs, Arkansas, I told a complete stranger that was running, that was running a boutique when my wife and I were in there shopping. And she said she was going to look into it and start listening. So, hey, you know, that's all it takes is a quick two seconds to just tell somebody about the uh, about the podcast here, Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. And by doing that, you're helping spread the gospel, which is the ultimate goal here at Undaunted Pursuit. Heck yeah. And we do, uh, Marshall, we do still have Bibles. So if any of you guys listening need yes. Bibles, um, reach out to us. Reach out to us on the social media. Uh, message us there, private message us there, and, um, uh, and or uh, email us at, the, yes. at our email. And uh, we'll try and get one sent out to you guys. Um, actually, uh, Ashley just ordered us some new Bible. I got some new Bibles that I'm going to start using for the podcast. We're getting um, finally getting some red letter Bibles with uh, and their CSB translation. So that's pretty exciting. I'm anxious to get it. They look great. Nice. So I'm anxious to start reading out of that, too. That way I can leave one out here for podcasting and still study out of the amplified and uh, you know, like we said, I think it was like the last episode or something like that. So a couple episodes ago that um, have as many Bibles as you can have them in every at yeah. arm's reach <laughs> at any time. That way you can always look at it. So I'm, I'm anxious to get some of these Bibles in and start reading through them. And uh, not like I'm not now, but um, just a different translation. So they're just cool. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's yep. about it. Uh, there was that's something. all we got. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Yep. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you later.
last night that you'll be fighting for your life and until this perfect time keep faith and just keep trying to keep on fighting